Find you a seat somewhere. So glad you're here. Seven years, man. So thankful for God's faithfulness. Uh, there are some of you here today that were a part of that uh, initial launch, and thank you for putting up with me for that long. That's amazing. Uh, I think we have some pictures. We have some pictures that would show maybe our first year. Look at that. There's our. That was our Hills Kids Ministry. That was the extent of it, all in one room. Isn't that great? April doing what April does. Yeah. Uh, that was the first. That was launch Sunday right there. Casey. <laughs> Casey's been everything at this church. Uh, I don't know who that is, but keep going. <laughs> Look at the boys. Look at that. They were seven years ago. Wayne and Eve. Ah, oh, so good. I love that. Is that it? That's all of them? Okay, I thought we were going to do something like exciting, fantastic, but I think that was it. That was all we were doing back then. <laughs> We were in that corner right there. That was, our, that was what the stage was. It was right there. And uh, we started off in that room. This is a, it's a wall that goes right here. And we started off, we were just in that room. And then we moved to this. We thought we were awesome because we were catty-cornered. It was going to be a, like a fan-shaped thing. And then we outgrew that, and now here we are. Look at your name and say, Happy birthday. I was thinking about it this week and even going back and thinking about some of the songs that we were singing. How many of this one? Uh, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. How many remember that one? Forever God is faithful. Forever. Y'all still know those, don't you? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name Yeah, you forgot that one. So yeah, I knew. I knew it. <laughs> He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. Oh, we could do that all day, couldn't we? Seven years ago, man. Uh, I thought last week I sang some hymns and y'all liked it. I'd do it this time. And I think some of y'all are like, if we keep singing, he won't preach. Keep singing. <laughs> now I'm going to preach today. We're in a series called Clean Slate. Everybody say Clean Slate. If you've been with us, you know that uh, that term comes from an old uh, 1800s uh, terminology that literally meant this. Your debts were written publicly on a big slate, and when your debts were paid off, they were erased, hence the name. See there? And last week, I made the statement, that really is the synopsis of the gospel. We had a debt that we could not pay, and He paid it. That's what we celebrate with communion, the fact that He washed away all of our sins. Psalms 32 and 1, I love how the message says it. Count yourself lucky, how happy you must be. You get a fresh start, and your slate's been wiped clean. Another passage of Scripture is 2 Corinthians 5.17, one of my favorite passages. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I started on this last week uh, talking about 
the new creation and how do we get to a place that we can, we can have a clean slate and, and live an, a new life. And in that passage of Scripture, there are a couple of phrases that we pulled out. If you were not here with us last week, I would encourage you to go back and either listen to it or, or watch the video, what we talked about, or catch you up to where we are today. First of all, how do I, how do I step into this new creation? That, those two words, in Christ, are very important. 87 times in the Bible, it's listed in Christ, in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, in Him, listed. And now, in, in the mouth of two or more witnesses, let everything be established, the Bible says. So if you see something in the Bible listed two or three times, then you need to really pay attention. Most doctrines are based on that. So if something's listed 87 times... In the Bible, how many would agree we probably need to pay attention to it, right? And so last week we talked about the fact that you can have Christ in you, but you've never gotten into Christ. And our vision for this year, 2019, is that you and I go deeper into Christ than we've ever been before. In His Word, in His presence, in His body, committed and connected to Him. And when you do that, you start watching your life get newer and fresher. I'm really like that. I want us to get to the end of, uh, of another seven years and say, how many remember where you were seven years and you look back and go, man, I am so much better and freer and alive than I was then. Amen. Definitely don't want to go backwards. Amen? Amen. So in Christ. And the second thing it says is old things are passed away. And our theme song for last week was let it go. <laughs> Can you hear that with just a big old organ? No, you can't? Okay, we'll just keep on. And the point last week was this. You can never step into the new until you let go of the old. You just can't do it. It's not going to work out. It just doesn't work that way. And then number three is what I want to spend some time talking about today. So in Christ, old things are passed away. All things have become new. If you're taking notes, write that down. All things have become new. Let me pull a couple of words out of there. The first word, all. Say it with me, all. All. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I don't have to. I'll just make a couple of statements. Jesus Christ does not want to bring newness to just a couple of areas of your life. He wants to bring newness to all the areas of your life. And I think when we come to Jesus and we celebrate today in the last two weeks, we've had 46 people make fresh starts for Jesus Christ. The last two weeks. Come on, y'all. It's that powerful. We celebrate that, but I think many times when we talk about making a fresh start, giving our heart to God, we feel like we're just supposed to hand over our spiritual being or hand over the areas of our life that are really, really bad. And that's not what he wants to bring newness to. He wants to bring newness to all the areas of your life, physically, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, financially, mentally, all of them, everything, newness in your life. This is what we talk about when we say that he wants us to live the abundant life. The life that Christ promised is a life of abundance, not a get out of hell and into heaven mentality, a life of abundance. And the way that happens is to lay down some old things and then watch as every area of our life starts getting fresher and newer and better. 
So all things, and then the next word would be new. Everybody say new. new. Now listen carefully, because this is going to, this, I hope today this tweaks your mindset. I know it does mine. When I prep for it and pray about speaking this today, it, it messes with some of how I was raised, a little bit of the theology. And that's this. Jesus Christ is not here to fix stuff for you. That's not his goal. That's not his mission or his mandate. Is not to, matter of fact, God does not do remodels. Okay? Look at what Jesus said, Matthew 9 and 16. He said, No one sews a patch of unshrunk or new cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Jesus Christ is interested in salvaging Every, all the stuff in here, he doesn't want any of it to be wasted. Because some people are like, well, the old is bad, the new is good. And like, well, the new is bad, the old is good. And, but the problem is when you mix the two, they don't work out. You can't have the new if you're hanging on to the old. And what I want to challenge today is this make-do mentality that I think so many of us have. Make-do mentality. I'm just going to... Patch that tire up to get me through another week. Right? I'm just going to fix that one area of the car just to get me through. I'm just going to I'm going to fix this. I call it the doctrine of the duct tape is what I call it. Now, I'm from Mississippi. I'm telling you, bro, we can use us some duct tape. How many of you right now have something at your house that is together or working because of duct tape? Raise your hand. Come, come on, raise your hand really high. Yeah, I was speaking one time in Mississippi, and I actually talked about this, the doctrine of the duct tape. And this guy came walking up, he said, we got a dog at home, he broke his tail, and we're holding it together with duct tape. Someone say it with me, say, only in Mississippi. I'm from Mississippi, so I can say that. We call that Mississippi right there, that's a mess going on, right? Uh, but I see it, seven years of pastoring here, uh, 10 years in Texas, 30 years of ministry altogether, and I can tell you what I see a lot of, people just patching things up, sure. just going to make do, not going to completely deal with it, not going to have any freshness or newness, just patch it up, from relationships, wow. to addictions, to vices, to habits, to mentalities. We read a book to patch something up. We talk to somebody to patch something up. We, we, and we look like mummies by the time we're walking around. We're so patched up with stuff. I want to just say today, Jesus Christ is not your maintenance man. Now, will he come help you out in a time of need? How many have found that to be true? Right? Because that, he is a savior. But if all you ever do is keep Him as your Savior, you never move in your relationship with God. Because He doesn't want to just be your Savior. He wants to be your Father. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be... There's so much more in your life. But if you continually call on Him when you need something patched up or you need some help, or then you're re- re- relegating Him 
to something that you're not experiencing all the power that God has for you. Revelation says, when he's on the throne, Revelation 21 says, I make, I behold, I make all things new. God, well, I'll say it this way. At his very essence, at God's very essence, if you could get down to the core of who God is, the DNA of God, here's what you would find. God is a creator. That's what he is. That's what he does best. That's what he loves to do. So if you and I are continuing to just keeping him as a savior, as a, as a, as a, a duct tape in our life, then you're not experiencing everything that God has for you. What God really wants to do in our life is not fix us up. He wants to make us new. He doesn't, look, look at this. He doesn't want to make you a better you. He wants to make you like him. Because even a better you is a bad you. Amen? Amen. That's pretty good. Somebody write that down, right? That's what Paul said. I mean, Paul saw these miracles and signs and wonders and wrote most of the New Testament. He said this, there's nothing good in me. He understood that. And so that's why he said, I want to be more like him. I want to grow and be like him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I want to be more like him. Him. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus wants to make you new. Some of y'all didn't look at your neighbor. You don't like them? You're what? You're embarrassed? Jesus wants to make you new. He's a creator. Look at what David, I mean, King David, one of my, how many, how many David is one of your favorites when you look in the Bible? M- me too. Amazing, amazing man. Uh, did incredible things, exploits, and wrote the Psalms. And, you know, like we said a few weeks ago, gathered all the materials for the the temple and just uh, incredible. But he was also really, really bad. Like, he did some really dumb stuff. Right? Like, like, not really dumb stuff. Not like like locking your keys in your car dumb. I'm talking about (laughs) sees a woman that he wants. It says, I'm king. I'll, I'm king. I'll take what I want. Takes her. And then to cover his sin up, he takes her husband and sends him to the front line of battle to be murdered. How many agree that's bad? That's like soap opera movie stuff bad. Like, really? And thankfully, David had accountability in his life. And he had a prophet point his bony finger in his hand, in his, in his face, and say, you're, you're the man. You're the sinner. You're the one. And David was overcome with emotion and repented. So in other words, David needed to be saved, right? So David writes this psalm, and look at what David says, Psalms 51 and 10. How does he say it? Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit in me. He didn't say fix me. Help me cover it up. Let me patch it up. No, because David was a man after God's own heart and he knew God is most powerful when he's creating. Don't limit and relegate God in your life to just a maintenance man. Let him make you new. I love how Eugene Peterson says it. 
Psalms 51 and 10. Look at this. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. Do you love that? I just had this imagination of, of, of creation and, and how it must have been. When people ask me, if, I've had people ask me, if you could go back in time, where, where, any place in time, where would you go? And it's always creation. I want to go back to creation. Wouldn't that be amazing just to see him say, let there be. And That's how I see it, you know. Bing, 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 bing. Just said whatever it is. All this stuff is happening all over. <laughs> but I want you to imagine God doing that in your life. The same power that he used to create everything that we live and breathe and enjoy. The same power he wants to use in your life right now. Today, right here. No matter what you've done, where you've been, how far it's been how bad you think you are, how far away from him, how many times you've messed up and asked him to forgive you. No matter how many years you've been in that cycle, if it's been something your grandma did, your great-grandma did, your grandpa, everybody, all the way back, it's been this generational thing. It doesn't matter. God wants to do something new in you today. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Happy birthday. Come on. I believe that's a word for someone here today. I really believe that. As I was finishing up my final prep this morning and praying, when I came to that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit go, there's going to be someone here today in all three of your services that's going to need to hear that. So I want you to hear me. God had me say that for you today. He wants to create in you a clean heart. Not a bypass. A new one, completely. I love Isaiah 43 and 18. It says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, and it will spring forth, and shall you not know it? Look at me. God is doing a new thing. It's our job to see it. Now, we need to be the one looking for it. God's doing it. God's always new. Everything's rolling with God. It's our job to be on the lookout for the new thing that God is doing. And the only way you can do that is by changing the way we filter things, process things, and look at things. You've got to change the outlook on it. Uh, when, as we've been... In the middle of this building, for those of you who don't know, we purchased a building, uh, it's a, a, a movie theater that we are transforming into the house of the Lord and got new, what, two weeks maybe? A couple of weeks? A couple of weeks, we're going to start some demo in there, so I'm excited about that. Yay! Got all the bids back, and so we're, we're, we're moving ahead on that. But uh, in, the middle of, in the middle of all this, I, st- I heard all these different phrases from, from people, uh, and I've, I've shared some of them with you. But they wanted us to get the blueprints for this building. They were like, they, they were like could we, if we could get the blueprints that were created for this building, then that would, be, that would be great. It would help us. And we couldn't find them. We looked everywhere. And finally, one of our, our, our uh, Nick Dryden, our, our main architect, said, you know what? That's all right. We're going to start fresh. Yeah. Let's start fresh. 
that kind of resonated with me. And I, I went home, and as I was uh, studying for this message, I, I started looking up clean slate, and I found out that there is a term that engineers use that's called clean slate design. And what it means is you throw out all of the engineering assumptions, equations, and designs. So everything you thought you knew about engineering gets thrown out the window, and now we're going to start fresh from the ground up. You ready for me to tell you something today? You cannot do new work with old blueprints. All right? Now, if you're taking notes, write that down. If you're not taking notes, ask someone else to write that down for you. This is important. You can't do new work with old blueprints. It does not work. Well, that's always worked in my life. Well, let me tell you something else. What has always worked will not always work. There's a reason that you're in a cycle that you're in. A rut that you're in. And I want to to encourage some of you to look at your life. And right now, it all feels pretty good. I'm doing good now. I'm on top of things. But remember when you weren't on top of things? Right? And now I want you to look back over the, 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 your life. Do you see a cycle of that? Listen to me. Is there a cycle of, I'm doing, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Ah! Uh, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Ah! Now, business, relationships, finances. Health. Now we're going from amen to uh oh now, right? Oh me. How many would just nod your head and go, I see it. It's a cycle. On top of the world, bottom of the world. Let me tell you why that's happening. Because every time you get here, you start using the old blueprints. And they only work for so long. How many have your go-to? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on, things get rough. Oh, I can always do that. I can always call them. I can turn on the charm, baby. Whatever it is you need. I don't know how you deal with it. Manipulate, whatever. Tuck things away, whatever. We have these go-tos. I want to encourage us to take the go-tos and throw them out. Let's get radical, okay? I also want to say something else that I feel like is for someone this morning. And I highlighted it in neon orange in my notes. Dude, when I got one highlight of neon orange, you better hang on, okay? <laughs> now, I did because it's important, and I want to make sure that I sometimes I skip over things. I want to make sure I said this. Now, listen, don't take a situation that God means to be a fresh start and turn it into a false start by doing things the way you've always done them. God has strategically placed some of you in a new thing. It may be a relationship, maybe a promotion, a business, a neighborhood, a school. I don't know what it is. But I want to encourage you not to turn a fresh start into a false start by doing things the way you've always done them. Don't even consider, Isaiah said, don't remember the former things. Don't even consider the things of old because I'm doing something new. So if you're looking at old plans and old blueprints, you're going to be so far off. Because I'm doing something new. I want you listening to me. I want you in my word. I want you around my people so I can speak clearly to you. And all of this starts with a way of thinking. It's really what it is. I know that sounds simple because it really is simple. My dad, many times I'd, I'd walk in and I'd go, Oh, dad, my wrist hurts. He said, It's all in your head, boy. 
It's all in your head. What do you describe that bone sticking out then? Why is that? Let's don't think about that bone, son. It's all right here. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to do this. Look at him and go, it's, it really is in your head. Tell him. Say it. Say it really is in your head. Look at what Romans 12 and 2 says. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Look at me. What he's saying is don't follow the blueprint that everybody else is using for their relationships, for their business, for their finances. Don't follow their blueprint. Forget about it. Okay? Don't follow that. Instead, let God transform you. How many want to see God transform you into something new? Amen? That word transform means a metamorphosis. It's a, it's a Greek word that we get metamorphosis, which is what the caterpillar does to, go, to become the butterfly. Let, let God morph you. Let there be a metamorphosis to turn you into a new person by what? Blowing, blowing on you? And putting oil on your head, giving you a new book to read, the perfect worship music. What? I mean, what is it that's going to change you? Now, look, if that's stuff, you love that stuff in your life, that is awesome. Just pour oil on you and worship music and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. I love, that's perfect, okay? But don't, don't expect that to change you. What's going to change you is this right here. Be transformed into a new person by changing the way you think. It is a mindset change. It's just a shift right here. And what that means is switch the filter. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How many of y'all use filters? You know, you're like, oh, that one makes my teeth look bad. Flip that one. If I do that one, my abs will show better. Okay, there we go. It's an ab, buddy. You have one ab, okay? No filter is going to help it, okay? Just delete, delete, delete. <laughs> what does a filter do, though? Remember that old song, These Rose Colored Glasses? You remember that one? No? Okay. I just tried to sing a John Connolly song. I feel so guilty. We have these filters, and everything we see, we're looking through these glasses. And it filters everything. And some of you have, have filters of hurt and pain and failure and bitterness. And everything you see is filtered through that. Negativity. We call it the Eeyore effect. How you doing? We tell our leaders, no more Eeyore. We don't do Eeyore around here. Don't be moping, okay? It's this filter that you put on. And it it, and it's also where perversion comes from. When I say the word perversion, most of the time we take that right to sexually. But perversion is really this. You've got something coming this way, but the way you look at it perverts it to be something else. So someone could be saying something to you, not meaning one thing bad. But because your filters turn on, you go, oh, what they mean by that? I don't. I just think they liked your hair. I think they really were saying, "I like your hair." I don't think so. I think she was saying, (laughs) 
Are you wearing that? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) It's 23 degrees outside. I'm just wondering, (laughs) were you going to wear shorts? Okay, that's all I was asking. I wasn't saying it made your rear end look big. Okay, I'm just saying. Are you tracking with me? So God wants to do this. He wants to change the filter, change the mind. And so suddenly your thought process is built around faith and joy and love and grace and glory. Come on. And once you start thinking this way, then you start believing this way. And once you start believing this way, then you start living this way. And that, my friends, is the abundant life. Have me receive that word this morning. Come on. How about the rest of you? Now, come on. Let the team come on up here. I, I want to encourage you, as you move through this new year, let God change the way you think, the way you process, and then look at me. Now, I want you to don't worry about them. They know what they're doing, okay? They're going to be quite fine. It always tickles me when people just start worried sick about it. Does he know how to plug that in? Yeah, he knows how to plug it in. He's good. What do you think they're going to play? Well, old things have passed. Uh, the one we sang, we're going to do that again, okay? So now you know. What key are y'all playing this in? You don't know. Forget it. Okay, what key are they playing this in? We're in A. Okay, everybody's in A. Everybody in A? Okay, they're all good. Okay, can now y'all focus on me? You come back to me? All right. I want to encourage you as you move through this year, 2019. And as God begins to transform the way you believe and think, I want you to start looking at your life in a new way. Start looking at your family in a different way. Start looking at your relationships in a new way. Let, let, that, let God bring back that passion that you had for one another. Matter of fact, don't even wait on God. You work on it. Renew it. How do I do that? Think of different ways to date them, you know? Remember when you just lied to them about everything? Your breath, my breath doesn't stink. And that's kind of what dating is, right? It's like, don't show them any of that. I'm not saying lie to them, but let's make it fresh again. Chris and I have been married 25 years and we've made a commitment this next year that we're, we're going to get away as much as we can. Just Even if it's just for a, a night, just get away. Just a reset, you know? Just, let's, let's keep this thing. We're going to date again. I want to encourage you to renew some relationships in your life. I want to encourage you to reevaluate some relationships in your life. There's some of... There, there, If you're not getting closer to Jesus and they're not getting closer to Jesus, you may not need to be in that relationship. Strong relationships are where you're both getting closer to Jesus because of it. And then you have some that you're there to bring them closer to Jesus. Well, if neither one of those are happening, you may need to say bye-bye to that one, okay? Now, I'm not a good preacher, but that's good preaching right there. You may need to rework the framework of some of your relationships. You think they're supposed to be your friend. They just need, may need to be an acquaintance. Or maybe they're an acquaintance and you really need them to be a friend. Jesus did that. He had thousands. He had hundreds. He had 12 that he spent most of his time with. And he had three that really went to intimate places with him. 
So I encourage you every year, I think every one of us need to reevaluate relationships in our life. So when this mindset changes, you start looking at your relationships differently. You start looking at your finances differently. Your businesses differently. You start realizing that it's not your money. It's not your business. God gave it to you to steward so it would benefit Him and His kingdom. If you start looking at your business and your finance that way, it'll change the way you do business. It'll change the way you spend money. It'll change the why you save money. It'll change the way you give. Come on, I need a bigger amen. You start looking at your health differently. You start looking at God needs us to be healthy. We got a lot to do, right? God needs us to be healthy. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's what he, he, he wants us to be that way. So once this filter begins to happen, it's not just an explosion in your heart and spiritually thing. It starts impacting every single area of your life. I want to encourage you to do that. The scripture tells us that there will be a day that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. All through the scripture. All this is going to pass away. And he's going to make it all new. And he wants to start that with you today. Right here. Right now. Close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Remember a moment ago I asked you to imagine creation and what that must have been like. And then I asked you to imagine that happening in your life. But I want you to do that right now. Imagine Him creating in you. A new you. A brand new you. Not a better you, a new you. If right now you know some things in your life, you know specifically, nobody looking around, you know specifically the things in your life that you need to lay down and let go. Raise your hand. Man, that's... All right. All right, put your hand down. How about those of you that you know you're supposed to lay something down, you're not real sure what it is. Would you raise your hand right now? Okay, that's so good. All right, Lord, every hand that was raised, I pray that those that know, you would give them the boldness to do so. And I pray, Lord, for those that aren't real sure, that God, you would give them clear direction. They can begin to see those things that need to be tweaked, and need to be thrown out, and it'd be a rearrangement. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. And now for those of you that need a fresh start with Jesus Christ. In the past two weeks, I think I mentioned, we had 46 people make fresh starts with Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to join that amazing choir of people. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, or if you want to recommit your life to Him, And it is called fresh start for a reason. You get a fresh start by confessing your sins, believing in Jesus, opening your mouth and saying it. Something happens in your life. A creation takes place. If that's you today, you want to make Jesus Lord of your life for the first time or recommit your life to him with nobody looking around. Would you raise your hand up really high? Come on, really, really high today. Let us see right there. That's awesome. Right there, right there. Come on, really high, really high. Right there. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, I love that. All right, put your hand down. Everybody open your eyes. Let's stand up. Thank you for being here today. So glad you're here. I want to say we're glad to have the Baldwins with us. Right back there, wave at us. The Baldwins, such a part 
of us launching our kid, our kids ministry and worship and just everything. Thank y'all for being back and celebrating our seventh with us. We sure do, sure do love y'all. Come on, you ready to pray a prayer that impacts eternities today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, how many ready to pray a prayer that impacts eternities today? Amen. Raise your right hand really high. Come on, let's all pray it together. There are several people right among you that are making an eternal decision for Jesus Christ right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you that you laid your life down so you could raise me up. That you were broken so I could be made whole. Forgive me of my sins, my selfishness, my pride. I lay down the old. I don't have plans anymore. I now submit to you. Cover me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I want everything that comes with it. And help me to live an overcoming, come on, abundant and everlasting life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen. Come on, let's celebrate with these folks today that made fresh starts. Amen.